0: It's it's wild. It really is. Wherever we go, since the last time we were together, which was last Sunday, since last Sunday, I left this place, made a pit stop at Gunther's, went to San Francisco, took a flight over for an event we had in Puerto Rico. From there, I had a flight for an event in Panama, preaching in Panama. From Panama, I ended up in Atlanta, Georgia, preaching a conference in Atlanta, from Atlanta last night. we I preached in Atlanta yesterday morning. I took a flight to L.A. I ended up at Crypto Arena. There were over 15,000 people in Crypto Arena yesterday. Preached, preached at, in Crypto Arena in L.A. yesterday. Why am I telling you all of this? Everywhere I go, there is the collective hunger. People are gathering and they're going like... And not just gathering, they're saying, Hey, we know what the news is saying about what's coming next. We believe what's coming next is the outpouring of the glory of Jesus like we've never... Hey, if y'all still believe that we're about to see the glory of Jesus fill the earth, can you find your best? Somebody praise like you believe it and give God glory! Like you believe it! Oh the glory of Christ. God, I really I'm, I'm gonna pivot here. John in the next two weeks, probably next week, I'm just gonna go with a with a prophetic sermon on John 1 five. It's one of the nuttiest, craziest, powerful verses. Light, What a promise. Light will always, not sometimes. Light will always shine in the darkness. Just just on that point alone, you can do a praise break for about 20 minutes. Not sometimes, not the majority of times. Light will, why do you, you are always shining because you have the light of Jesus inside of you. And light will always shine in the darkness. And then the latter part of that verse is actually the clincher. And it says, the darkness will never overcome it. (sighs) Darkness can never defeat the light. whatever hell has launched against you will never be greater than the glory of god inside of you than the spirit of god inside of you light always wins light always wins oh wow i just sense glory we're, we're going we're gonna to go right into the message. I'm, I'm not going to apologize for the move of the Spirit here, but I'm going to ask you to lift up your hands. I, I, in the last 24 hours, the, the Spirit of God has been quickening me and said, hey, Samuel, go big. And I'm going like, what? And, and God said, dream bigger, pray bigger. So pray pray bigger, praise bigger, dream bigger. And I'm going like, God, what are you saying? So all of a sudden... We were in our Spanish service just a few minutes ago. Spirit of God just hit me and said, go ahead, open up your mouth. We made a crazy prayer that by August 30th, I know it's going to sound, some of y'all going to go like, oh, that's just so ridiculous. You know what? This, the gospel is foolishness for those that don't believe but it. It's the power of God. It's the salvation. I know. I just saw it this week traveling. I've seen it. God is a healing God. No, no, he really is a healing God. He's healing today. You could even Google unexplained medical phenomena. It, it's, you you can't, it's unbelievable. What am I saying? I am believing that by August 30th, our church here, our LA campus, so many people that watch us online, can you come in agreement that by August 30th, whatever sickness you're fighting with, it will come to an end in the name of Jesus? No, no. If you believe that Jesus still heals, if you believe that by his stripes we are healed, somebody shout in Jesus' name, by his stripes we are healed. There is salvation in the name of Jesus. I said there is salvation in the name of Jesus. There is deliverance in the name of Jesus. There is healing in the name of Jesus. There is breakthrough in the name of Jesus. Every bondage from hell has to break in the name of Jesus. All right. Oh wow. Are there any questions? Are there any questions? No questions. High five your neighbor and tell him more. 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 We're gonna we're gonna hurry here. More and more. 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 You may be seated, you may be seated, you may be seated. It's going to be quick. This morning was quick. It was a wham, bam. Thank you, Sam. You get it. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay. Come here, Paul. Come here. How you doing? You're so awesome. You're amazing. Here's his one. This is Paul. Here's Paul. This guy is hated Christians, he's a hater, he was a hater, like one of the biggest haters, hated Christians. Hater, hater, hater. Hated Christians, couldn't stand them. Just couldn't, and he, and he was influential, he had influence. He had influence, people followed him, people listened to him. I mean, he had everything except he, he lacked Jesus. You could have everything in the world. You could have all the money in the world. You could have millions of followers on your Instagram account. You could have multiple houses. You could have all the cars in the world, all the jewelry in the world, all the contacts in the world, all the side hustles in the world. But if you don't have Jesus, you don't have anything. You don't have anything. You really don't. don't. This guy had it all. Had it all. Had it all. And and then he went, you know what? I'm going to go into that city, Damascus, and I'm going to get letters, and I'm going to kill more Christians. that, That literally was his objective. I'm going to get letters, I'm going to kill more Christians. That's what he did. So he's on his way. He's on the way. He's on the road. On the road again. Oh, little Pablo's on the road again. And Saul's on the road to Damascus when all of a sudden, all of a sudden, Jesus shows up. He does a cameo. He wasn't supposed to show up because the moment he ascended, he sent the Holy Spirit So all of a sudden, this is, oh, we're we're all my theologians here. All of a sudden, this is going to mess people up. All of a sudden, you have two-thirds of the Trinity on earth at the same time. Ah, this guy must have been special. Jesus shows up. Look, just just shows up. I don't know what he was wearing. I don't know what he was. I don't know if he shopped from Macy's, Neiman, Marcus, Nordstrom. Nah, didn't need any of that. Just the light of his glory. We just read it, John 1 5. We just said it. He shows up. He says, Saul, first of all, I know your name. I know everyone's name. Before you were born, I knew you by name. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5, he knows you by name. So he shows up and says, Saul, Saul, why are you? The light, just the light, the light, the light just, boom, to him to do what? Okay, this is the part you're supposed to follow. Okay, We're going to do it again. Take two, rewind camera three, tight shot. Take two, audience, ready? Are you ready? Take two. And Ready? One, two, three. And the light of Jesus shows up. And all of a sudden, that light prompted Saul to do what? And he. Just like that. He fell. He fell. The light of Jesus. Acts chapter 9 verse 6. The rest of the story in the words of Paul Harvey. Now he says, this is the Jesus, his presence prompted him to fall. It was the light of Jesus made him fall. Why are you coming after me? Why are you? By the way, he wasn't technically going after him. He was going after. So he wasn't coming after. He was coming after who? His followers. I'm gonna do that one more time. Did he come after? He came after one more time. He wasn't coming after. He came after. But Jesus said, Why are you coming after? Because anyone who comes after you comes after him. Oh no. If I'm gonna say that one more time. Whoever comes after you comes after him. I'm going to do that one more time. Whoever comes after you or your family or your children or your children's children, when you come after a child of God, they're not coming after you. They're coming after. That's why in Matthew 5, he laid it out. Blessed are those who are persecuted for my name's sake. They are the ones that will inherit the kingdom of heaven. They will not carry it at all. So he, and then Jesus, verse 6, looks at the same guy who fell because of his light, and then says, get up. Now get up. Wait a minute. He just prompted. Him to, which one is it? He just prompted him to hit the ground. And then you go, all right, you hit the ground. Now get up. Now get up and go to the city. This is so amazing. Notice this. Notice. Jesus didn't stop. This is the craziest conversion experience. This is going to mess people up. Look, this is the way he came to Christ. That was it. No, you missed it. Jesus never said, you son of the devil. You evil, wicked, unrighteous, condemning, legalistic instrument of Hades. You have come after my children for so long. Now I'm going to make your life a miserable mess. I'm going to mess you up. No, no, it it wasn't even some of the religious. It wasn't even some of the stuff we do in churches. Like, okay, now I want you to go through growth track, ministry, discipleship, five steps, 20, which is all good. We do it. But none of that happened to this guy. Talking about fast track. This guy was born again by hitting the ground. Look how fast it was. Here's my light. You fell. Guess what? Now get up and do what I tell you to do. You don't need 30 steps. You don't need 20 steps. You don't need 15 steps. You don't need 10 steps. One moment in the presence of Jesus will change your life forevermore. Be born again. Just one moment. One encounter with Jesus. How quick was that? Bam. Believe it or not, you just hit the ground and now you're born again. All you how do we know it? Cuz then he got up. He tells them now get up. Look at your neighbor and tell him get, get up and go. Tell your other neighbor the one that really doesn't want you to tell him anything. <laughs> tell that neighbor get up and go. More of God requires you to get up and go. He was grounded, but not forever. He was on the floor, but not forever. God's light prompted him to collapse, but not forever. The same Jesus that provoked the grounding now tells him, get up and go. This is our journey. This is our truth. This embodies our relationship. We surrender to his will, and we stand with his word. We fall, and we get up. We pray, and we get up. We repent, and we get up. We worship, and we get up. (laughs) We may go down, but we... (sighs) You know what makes us different? Other people that don't know Jesus, when they fall, they stay down. But when you are a born-again believer, when Jesus is the Lord of your life, we may, we're not perfect. We may go to the ground, but we always, does anybody know what I'm talking about in this place? If you've ever been there and got up, raise one hand. If you've ever been there on more than one occasion, stop acting like you haven't been there more than once. If you've been there more than once but you got up more than once, raise both hands. If you can't explain yourself and nothing can explain you because every time the enemy thinks you're going to stay down, you always continue. Is there anybody here that in the past three years, life should have kept you down but somehow. Somebody prays like you got up. Somebody worship like you got up. That's why they can't explain people like us. Because we, we, we're different. Different is a politically correct way to say we are different. different. <laughs> See, you said it, not me. awkward awkward with an Oxford awkward we get up we always get up we always get up we always get up (laughs) Jesus looked at the man who fell overwhelmed by the light of his presence and said you're not staying stuck in this season You cannot permit yourself mentally, emotionally, spiritually, financially, relationally to stay stuck in one season. You must have the maturity, the bandwidth, the understanding to know that there's a season to be on the ground and a season to. King Solomon, one of the most brilliant individuals to ever occupy space on this planet, put it this way, Ecclesiastes chapter 3. He said, there's a season for everything for every activity under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to... A time to kill and a time to... A time to tear down and a time to... A time to cry and a time to... A time to grieve, and a time to... A time to scatter stones and a time to gather stones. A time to embrace and a time to... A time to search and a time to quit. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to mend, the time to be quiet, a time to speak, a time to love, a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. Yeah, 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 yeah. Told them to get up. And being grounded, being grounded does not define you forever. Oh, this is. I. Hot. Mm, okay. That phrase, get up and go, it wasn't the first time. It wasn't the first time in the Bible. Uh, the same identical phrase. There's a guy named Joshua. If, you, if, you've ever, if you've ever read the Bible, raise one hand. Oh, see, y'all laugh, right? Cause you're going like Pastor Sam. You're, no, 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 we're living in a different day and age. That's it, that's it. Your, your pastor can't assume you actually read the Bible. We're living in a different world. So if you've ever read the story of Joshua and the battle of Jericho, raise one hand. If you know of someone whose name is Joshua, raise another hand. If you know someone who is Joshua who owes you money, raise <laughs> no, not that guy. It's my cousin from Jersey. We'll talk about that later. So this Joshua, same phrase. So the, the people of Israel, they messed up. Joshua chapter 7, verse 10. They mess up, they do something naughty. Naughty. So say, say, naughty. 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 So they do something bad. And the same people that shouted in the walls of Jericho messed up. And now God said, if you didn't do what I told you to do, I can't protect you. I'm going to let the mucho malo hombres do their thing. (laughs) And they did. So then Joshua did this. Joshua Joshua starts praying, watch, watch, watch. Oh, God, we messed up. Oh, God, we need you. Oh, God, we messed up. Right? And it sounds so beautiful because it's biblical and it's holy and repentance works. All of that, right? Second Chronicles seven fourteen. even in the book of Acts, when you repent, refreshing rain comes your way. So repentance is you. But he, the problem is that he got stuck there. God shows up and says, hey, Joshua, um, 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 what you doing? Stating the obvious, I am praying in your presence, grounded, same phrase. And God looks at him, this is so powerful, and says, no, 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 no. Okay, hey, sunshine, there's a time where you pray. And then there comes a time where you get up and you act on the very thing you prayed for. You're going to get this by tomorrow morning. Some of you have been praying for the same thing for five years, ten years, twenty years. You need to start, listen, just praying work? Absolutely. Pray every day. Pray every hour. Pray without ceasing. Pray in the spirit. Absolutely. But there comes a time where you got to go, I'm not going to stay in that position. I'm going to get up and I'm going to act like God already answered my prayer. I'm going to walk like God already answered your prayer. Here's another thing. If you're praying for healing, if you've been praying for healing for 10 years, I'm going to teach you how to pray the right way. If you're saying, Lord, take away the arthritis, take away the arthritis, 10 years, the same prayer, take away the arthritis, you need to stop making that prayer. What? Yep. Listen, after you prayed about it one time, two times, maybe three times, I would even give you four or five times. Let's give you a biblical number seven times. Maybe after that, you should pivot from, Lord, heal me from my arthritis, to, Lord, I'm already healed. By your stripes, I am healed. Pastor Sam, what if my hand looks like this? Walk and continue to say, by your stripes, I am healed. So he told them to get up, get up. He looked at the man, because you can't stay stuck in one season. You can't stay stuck in one season. He told them, being grounded does not define you. I gotta make this a little bit personal right now, and then we're gonna get this in a second. Um, look, there's a young man in the audience. You're a young man, that's you. Um, can you, this is not scripted, can you come up here, please? You, know, you don't have to if you don't want to, but if, if you're good with it. I just met him. Um, hi. How are you doing? Hey. Hi. Um, this, this 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 handsome debonair. Don't touch him. This handsome. We got contracts and all that, insurance, a bunch of stuff. So many things, liability wise. Wow, you can't believe it. it's California union laws. It's unbelievable. So this handsome debonair young man, um, he grew up in this church, and then, yeah, yeah. A- anyway, what? He's my son-in-law, guys. If you don't know who he is, he's my son-in-law. But it, here's the story, true story. He, he was grounded. He, he's playing for, for the state of Idaho, the college team, Idaho State. Uh, and he's killing it, doing a great job. This guy easily, just beautiful ESPN highlights, killing it. All of a sudden, he happens. This is COVID. He gets grounded. No combines, everything. And he's not the only one. Everyone from that class, you're grounded. Literally grounded. The term used, you're grounded because of COVID. So what he he played for, what he went to practice for, everything that he grounded, his dream was grounded. We're we're here in a a service on a Sunday just like this. The Holy Spirit just fills me and just says, listen, God says this. And I have to be careful because if you see, there's a fine line between the prophetic and the pathetic. And you don't want to prophesy. I've been, I've seen that. I've been in the presence of things that were said that were not of God, that were said out of flesh or emotionalism, not biblically substantiated or undergirded by the Holy Spirit. And then the outcome does not come true, and then you go like, ooh, right? How do you justify that? So the Spirit of God hit me, and I knew it was God, and I gave him a word. I said, I know it's going to sound ridiculous. me. Matter of fact, I brought him up on stage, and I said, God's going to open up a door. There were no doors opening. Things were closed. It was COVID. Things were shut down. No cost, No doors. Nothing absolutely nothing. Everything was shut. And I said, no, there has to be something. Breakthrough, breakthrough, breakthrough. So God said, there is. Say it. Declare it. Do it publicly. I dare you. I dare you to go public with your confession. No, you missed that. It's easy for you privately to believe something. But the moment you publicly If you publicly declare, I don't care what anyone says, my entire household will serve the Lord. (laughs) My entire family will be saved. I am going from glory to glory. And the latter glory will be greater than the former glory. So we lay that out. I, I released the word that was specific about doors opening and, and, and just things happening. And even, I even saw things prophetically in the spirit. I saw national exposure. What does that mean? I saw national media. I saw camera attention. I saw, and the word was national. And like, wh- why would it go national? All of a sudden, he was grounded. A couple of weeks ago, USFL, Birmingham Stallions, the championship team god is my witness i i am the same day going holy spirit i'm asking you for christian to make a play not just any play the most critical play let it be that all the national attention comes because he's so full of jesus that he will shine the glory of the risen christ this will connect the dots and people will believe the power of christ shining through him all of a sudden it's the final play. He gets drafted. He gets picked in the USFL. God opens up doors. The doors weren't open before. I'm going to tell you why. The moment God says, the moment God starts it, it will come to pass. The moment God declares it, it will. If there's anybody here with a promise from heaven, put a smile on your face. God is a promise keeper. Somebody needs to praise, like you believe that. I'm gonna say that one more time. The God we serve is a promise keeper. I'm gonna say, it. let me say it again till it resonates in your spirit. The God we serve is a promise. If you believe that, give him one more praise in this place. So that day, that final day, the championship game, we pray in the name of Jesus and I pray, go, God, give him a moment where the spotlight is on him. Not for his namesake, sake, but for the glory of Christ to shine through him. And then they're going to Google him and find his testimony and look at his thing. It says Christian, his Instagram account. He's, he's like, boom, he's like a Derek Carr. He's like one of those, you know, just so that. Now watch this. So then this happened. Do you have the video back there, media team? That's him. The interception that saved the championship for the Birmingham Stallions was caught by a born-again, Christ-loving, Jesus-shining, multi-generational. I don't know if you understand what this means. It's not about football and way beyond Christian. It's about God's promises being yes and amen. It's about one day you're grounded get up Elijah but then God says get up and go get up and go there's a season to be grounded and a season to get up and occupy what God has promised you look at your neighbor tell him get up and go get up and go don't stay there don't die there don't get up and go get up and go awesome proud of you congratulations this is awesome thank you thank you thank you get up and go come here Paul I'm gonna wrap so get up he says get up and go I have a question for you where did Jesus tell him to go wait one more time where did Jesus tell him to go go get a Starbucks go get it in and out I'm sorry Pollo Loco corn grill? Somebody said, There you go. Get up and go where? Stop, stop. Yeah. Damascus. Stop. Wait. This makes no sense. He was already on Ruta. Wouldn't you expect Jesus to say, Now that you've encountered me, you're no longer going to Damascus? You're no longer going to Damascus now that you encountered me. You're going to another place. No, Jesus said get up and go. You're still going to the same destination, but with a different revelation. Oh, you missed it. You're still going to your Damascus. You're still going to the same place, but with a different spirit, with a different truth, with a different light. You want God to change your situation. God says, no, I'm not going to change your situation. I'm going to change. And when you step into your situation, your situation will change around. Somebody shout like you know what I'm talking about. I dare you to lift up. Oh, wow, we're wild today. Lift up your hands. Repeat repeat after me. I'm still going to Damascus. Do you understand what this means? You wanted God to pivot you to a different place. You're still going in. But it's a different you. Go to Damascus. Damascus was supposed to be the city. where where letters would be rendered resulting in the murder, the death of Christians. And then if you read what happens next, Damascus, Jerusalem, people were saved, born again. You know you stop. You're going, you're going to Damascus, but the outcome will be different. Oh, where there were supposed to be death, there will be life. Instead of people dying, they will be saved. I don't know if you're I sense the Lord right about now. Instead of brokenness, you're about to see the blessings of God. You're going to Damascus. Somebody shout, I'm going to Damascus. But instead of seeing the devil's agenda fulfilled, I'm about to see the glory of Jesus fill that place. All the Damascus people, lift up your hands. So stop thinking that when you're born again, all of a sudden you can't work in the same job. You're going back to that same job, but not like you used to be. You're going into that environment, but not like you used to be. Because Damascus needs the new you. Lift up your right hand. I'm going to land. You still have to live there. Different Saul stepped into the same Damascus. Oh, I sense God. I'm going to have to do this one more time. I'm so sorry because um, I got to show them something. Um, can, can you fall real quick? Sorry about this talk to you later about this try to make it happen and, um, uh, so who, who told him to get up jesus. Do, do you know that the light did what to his eyes so he couldn't see so jesus is now he's only working from what i'm sorry he got up not based on what he can. But based on what he could. You need to get up. I don't care what you see in your bank. I don't, I sense God. I don't care what you're seeing in your marriage right now. Get up. I don't care what you're seeing in your bank account right now. Get up. I don't care what you're seeing on the news right now. Get up. Because we don't get up based on what we, we get up based on what we, because faith comes from and hearing of the word of look at your neighbor tell them get up and go even if you don't see it get up and go even if you can't perceive it get up and go it's not based on what you see it's based on what you and if you're hearing heaven if you hear God speak to you what hand If you're hearing the Spirit of God quicken your heart and your spirit in the past few weeks and months about you, your destiny, your family, your generation about the glory of the risen Christ shining through you about more people coming to Jesus through your testimony than ever before about you becoming the primary conduit of His glory shining about you no longer making excuses If you're hearing God speak to you, raise both hands then get ready to get up and go. Not based on what we see. This church is not driven by what we see on the news. We are driven by what we hear in the spirit. We are driven by what we hear from the preaching of the word of God from biblical truth. Can anybody come in agreement right now that you and your family are about to get up and occupy everything God has promised. Not based on what we see but based on what we hear. Matter of fact, Let's make a commitment. Raise your right hand. Now we're gonna pray. This is kind of an awkward sermon, but it's, it is what it is. He, him falling multiple times makes it awkward. Ra- raise your right hand. Let's do this. I, 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 wanna, I want you to hear me as you raise your right hand. Stop listening to the wrong voices. Stop listening to negative voices, toxic voices, voices that believe in a worldview that counter or are antithetical to our Christian. Value system. Stop listening. Stop listening to haters and detractors. Stop listening to the voices in your head. You know what I'm talking about. Have you ever told yourself to shut up? If you've been to raise one hand. If you've done it multiple times because on many occasions you didn't listen to yourself. Stop listening. Stop listening to serpents in the garden. Stop listening to serpents in the garden. Stop listening to foxes, to Jezebels. So now we're going to repeat. You don't have to. If you want to, you're going to make this prayer in front of the presence of God, in front of each other. God is here. This is a covenant. Say, Heavenly Father, from this moment on, I commit, as for me and my house, say it like you believe it, as for me and my house, from this moment on, we will never again listen to voices that run contrary to the will of God or the word of God. I will not react or respond to anything or anyone that wants to rob my peace kill my joy or destroy my God-ordained purpose. In Jesus' name, I will only listen to that which is full of truth, love, grace, and hope in the name of Jesus. If you believe that, your final clap offering right here. Lift up your hands really high. Somebody lift them up really high. That's it. My, my mother... And my brothers are those who hear the word of God and do it. Luke 8.21. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and deserve it. Luke 11.28. More of God requires you to get up by listening to the right voices. Get up. Refusing to stay stuck in one season. All right, ready? You you, you got your hands raised? And this is what Jesus did not do. I'll show you. Get your cameras ready. Does the Bible say Jesus did this? Jesus didn't help him up. Oh, snap! Jesus did! Up. Jesus gave him a word. No, no. Hey Hey sunshine, my word. sufficient. You're still waiting for God to send 30,000 angels to help you do what he's already ordained you to do and anointed you to do? No. Matter of fact, if, if, if you know he had people around him? Jason, come up here. Jason, come up here. Jason, come up here. You know he had people around him? He had friends. His friends didn't help him up. You know, sometimes when the people around you try to help you up when you're grounded, they may do more harm than good. Oh, you think, um, have you, someone in a car accident or someone in an accident, someone who falls, first responders, Jace, you've done, done with this, first responders, what's the rule of the game? Do they automatically just pick them up? Absolutely not. Why don't first responders just look at someone on the ground like this and just pick them up? Because we really don't know what the injury is that they have. So, and who and cares? says, pick them up. Who cares? You can further injure them even Stop. more than where they're at right now. I can further injure them? Yes. I can exacerbate things? Yes. If I don't know where the injury or the wound... Absolutely. I can make things worse? Absolutely. That's why you uh, can't let people... There are people that end up paralyzed because there were people with good intentions that try to pick them up, but they picked them up the wrong way. There is someone who knows where you're broken. There is someone who knows where you have been injured. There is someone who knows the specificity of your wound. The power of God. So he does. He says, go ahead, get up. You know who picked them up? Go ahead. Show them. Have you ever been in a place where God gave you a word and even though there are people in your life who are beautiful, you had to learn for a season to pick yourself up, raise one hand. Have you ever been in a place that even though people tried, they just didn't understand where you were broken, how you were broken, when you were broken, only you knew it, so only you, because God gave you a word, you picked yourself up. You have to learn to pray over yourself first. Learn to pick yourself up. Learn to prophesy over yourself. Learn to proclaim God's promises over yourself. All right, lift up your hands. We're done. Lift up your hands. Stand with me, I guess those that are not standing, stand with me. Just, oh, man. Pick yourself up. Because there's a word. Get up and go. Don't stay stuck in one season. Don't. Mentally, emotionally, relationally, spiritually, financially, in respect to your calling, your purpose, your career, your assignment on this planet. Don't stay stuck in one season. And stop waiting for someone else to pick you up. (sighs) His word is what you need to get up. His spirit, His grace, His forgiveness—the finished work of Christ. Colossians two fifteen, John nineteen thirty. It is finished. Ah. Raise both hands like this. You're no longer grounded sometimes we get grounded in old religious experiences that's we get grounded in a previous season sometimes we get grounded in old successes, successes. not every grounding is a sin or a moral failure he was grounded by the light of christ and and he's Christ still told them yeah yeah, okay that's good enough get up get up and go you came to this service because the spirit of God had a word for you and the word is get up and go go into your Damascus as a different person and the outcome will be completely different the chapter you're stepping into, the devil thought it was going to be the chapter of murder and death, of sorrow and brokenness, of loss and defeat, of failure. And, bro- and God says, I just changed it into the most amazing chapter of your life. Repeat after me. I receive this word. For me and my house, in the name of Jesus, today I get up with the word of God by the power of God, in the name of Jesus, for the glory of Christ. And because I get up with that authority, with that promise, in Jesus' name, I will change the world. Give them your final shout of praise right here in this auditorium. High five your neighbor, tell them get up and go. Get up and go, get up and go. go. Get up, go, get up and go! 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 Get up and go. Thank you. Give it up for EMT and for Pablo. I'm going to wrap up here in a second. One, we're, we're done. We're done. Uh, close your eyes for one second where you're at there. Nine o'clock service. A very prominent member of our church looked at me today in the hallway and said, oh, my goodness, this just happened. I went, what's that? She's actually one of our elders. She said, Pastor Sam, um, I wasn't even in the service. At the end of the service, God gave you a word from the stage. And the word was, there are people in this church that work at the Capitol. And you're going to see now, and there was a now word, promotions for you because God is amplifying your influence, even in the capital. Because the influence of righteousness, in a very in a very place darkened by so many things, as so many political capitals are. And, and she said, I wasn't there. One of the other members called me and said, you work at the capital. I said, I do. There was a word, and that word is for you. She said, well, I wasn't there. No, you don't have to be there. You're part of our church. You weren't there. She was out in a different city. And here's the word. She goes, but I, I'm, not, I'm not applying for a promotion. No, no, the word wasn't you have to apply. The word is it's a promotion coming your way. But don't you usually have to apply for it? Yeah. That's not what the word was. So then she goes and she goes on on a on holiday on vacay, and when she's in vacay, she gets a call from one of the highest elected officials in the state of California. I could mention, but I won't. One of the highest elected officials in California, and the super high in the media elected official in the state of California said, we just need you and we want to give you this promotion. And, And she never called that person. The person's office called her. No, you don't seem to get this. When God says there's a season coming your way that will change your destiny forevermore, I'm here to tell you to get ready. You've been grounded. Now you're about to get up and shine like you've never shined before. Believe that. Believe that. Rebuke every lie of the enemy that tells you you can't live a holy life, you can't be healthy, You can't occupy the promises of God. You can't be a primary conduit for the gospel of Christ to be incarnated through your life and your testimony. Believe that. You're about to become the greatest blessing to everyone you know. You believe that with me? Don't stay stuck. Here, here, or here. get up and go.